Hello and welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Ramat. The film I am about to delve into today stars an all-black cast made up of some of the most beautiful and sexy people in the entertainment industry right now. The lead characters are not traditional actors or more accurately, only recently transitioned to acting. They brought in such raw sexiness to the movie and it was appealing to the eye. So let me give a caveat right now. That's about one of the nicest things I'm going to say about the movie I am reviewing today. Going to be a bit of a savage. <laughs> I'll be talking about the romantic comedy film The Perfect Match. Put your hands together. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Why do you bring these little dinky girls around? You guys know how I am with women. As soon as I have sex with them, it's like all of my interests magically disappear. It's time to grow up. Doesn't it get old? Nope. It stays right around 20. Wow. It's not whack. My little brother, your heart is frozen because of your emotional immaturity. I'm not that shallow. Watch out, said move. I'm an agent. I get a piece of all the action. My advisor says that I can't engage in any negative facial expressions. So Karen does that for me now. I don't think you understand that. Fresh Montana. Before you sign me up, though, I gotta make sure your swag is right. Because this my time. You ain't gotta worry about nothing. Look, you've been dreaming about being with Ginger since we were kids. You are not bringing one of these little floozies to my wedding. You've been dreaming about having little Rickies running around. She's not pregnant yet. It's those Brazilian briefs you've been wearing. Have you seen the population in Brazil? And I've been dreaming about making money, driving a fast car, and hooking up with models. Why are we friends with him? Because he's the best hoe we ever met in our life. Okay, so let's start with some of the facts about the film. The Perfect Match is a 2016 American romantic comedy film directed by Billy Woodruff. The film was written by Dana Verd, Brandon Brossard, and Gary Hardwick and stars Terence J, Cassie Ventura, or Cassie as she's popularly known, Lauren London, the beautiful Lauren London, and Paula Parton. It was released on March 11, 2016. It was released for the summer. It was produced by Yanali Ati, Alex Avon, Johnson Chan, Shakim Compare, and Douglas Schaefer and he had a couple of other people who were producers even Terence J was a producer on the film it was executively produced by Queen Latifah's company uh, Flavor Unit Entertainment the music on the film the score was done by Kurt Farrakar and the cinematography which I'll talk about in a bit was done by Tommy Maddox Upshaw it was edited by Michael Jablo and the production company behind the film were Code Black Films, Java Entertainment Production, and like I said, Queen Latifah's Flavor Unit Entertainment. It was distributed by Lionsgate, which means it was a big film, yes, and um, the budget for it was $5 million, and it made a little over uh, $10.4 million in the box office. So, I think the film did well. Now, let's look at the people who made up the film, the eye candies that they gave us in the film. Terence J., um, who was uh, a former on-air personality with BET's 106 and Park and then E! News. And then he transitioned into films uh, by starring in Think Like a Man. Yes, and he stars as Charlie McIntyre in the film. And then we had the beautiful Cassie Ventura, very beautiful lady, yeah? She starred as Ava. We had Donald Faison from Scrubs, who was Rick in the film. Dasha Polanco, you know her from Orange is the New Black lady yeah she was pressing in the film uh, robert christopher riley was victor in the film lauren london the beautiful lauren london was a ginger in the film now it starred other people like joe pantoliano who was um terence's boss uh, we had drea michelle 
Anthony Nudrea acted, but they, well, she does act. Paula Parton, Carly Hawk, Brandy, French Montana, De Juan Renfo. You know, a whole lot of people were in the film, and I think they did well with the cast. Everyone, every single person was an eye candy. It was just an array of eye candies. <laughs> so here's the storyline of the film. Now, Charlie, played by Terence J, is a playboy who is convinced that relationships are dead, even though his sister a therapist played by Paula Patton tries to tell him otherwise he's his best friends bet him that if he sticks to one woman for one month he's bound to fall in love with the woman we have heard this story a hundred times haven't we well Charlie takes the bet because he believes he's immune to love until he meets the beautiful and mysterious Ava they start to hook up because you can't even call it dating it was strictly hook up yeah they start to hook up and then it blossoms into a casual affair but soon charlie realizes that ava had turned the table around him and had fallen in love a played out story i must say i have heard it over and over and over and over again the only difference this time is that the woman who changes the player is not this good virgin girl who you know is loving the lord and so she prayed him into changing no this time around that the girl is the bad one you know she's the one who just wanted a guy for sex and didn't want anything more than that and so i loved that part of the film but outside that <laughs> like i said savage mode activated so here are the things i like about the film as much as i want to say i like the film it was hard picking up some of the things i liked because they are so few and in between in a 96 minute movie i couldn't pick but okay let me relax i don't need to be a savage right now but i'm gonna get into it some of the things i liked was brandy's acting oh so all this on twitter about you acting like a crazy diva is true you know what i don't appreciate that charlie but my advisor says that i can't engage in any negative facial expressions so karen does that for me now karen you gotta be kidding me can you imagine how dramatic brandy was you know it was it was a bit over the top but then it, it brought in some kind of fire to the film. I also liked Drea's acting. So hypothetically speaking, uh -huh. right? Say I might know somebody okay. who might want to do a photo shoot with you. You might know somebody that might want to do a photo. Well, this whole hypothetical situation, let's see. They would have to stop by my studio and then go on from there. Now, for someone who... Um, I haven't seen in any film before. I think Drea did well and you could relate with, you know, the line and the scene and it kind of makes sense. It kind of felt like something that could happen you know, it wasn't over the top. So I liked Drea's acting a bit. Um, but the other people's acting whom I liked were Lauren London, Dasha Polanco and Donald Faison's acting. I liked them. They, they did well. It wasn't fantastic it was just average but because a lot of the acting in this film was below average <laughs> average is actually the best mark that i can give these people so let's talk about the cinematography which i think is one of the best things about the film the, the feel of the film was so fresh so alive so colorful so popping so vibrant that i think that um tommy maddox upshaw did a really really fantastic job with it it was such a beautifully shot film you you just needed to continue watching and i think that's the reason why i kept watching even though i was 
bored with the entire storyline but the beauty of the cinematography the beauty of the film itself made me want to watch to the end and he didn't disappoint in any way tommy was a fantastic person and also like the cinematography the art director's movement wade armstrong as well hicks they did fantastic work because every single scene every single placement of every single object that was used in the film was just so appealing to the eye i think they did a very wonderful job in that direction and i really really loved it i think that's something we could learn the placing of stuff the beauty the the things the location they just did really really well with it okay so i'm gonna relax about the technical side and look at some of the you know acting now that i liked <laughs> Um, I think in the entire film, the only time Terence impressed me was his sex scene with Cassie. That is Charlie and Ava's sex scene. It was well shot. The angles that were taken, again, is the director, I have to praise for this. The angles that were taken were just beautiful. It was, it was subtle, it was not subtle, it was there, it was not there, it was in your face, it was not in your face, you know. And cassie had her boobs out but not once did we see any nipple all we saw was the side boob you know all of that it was perfectly shot both times that they had sex one in um, um charlie's house and the other at the restaurant both of them well shot and i think they really did well and it's weird that that's the only thing the beautiful acting that i saw with terence and cassie but i'm gonna move on <laughs> so there's only one thing that really struck out to me um in the film that made me laugh out loud and that was um dasha uh, who is pressy when she was checking her man on being a gynecologist we just got off of birth control just because you love vagina doesn't mean you're a gynecologist i never said i was a gynecologist i just think you're overreacting like i mean just because you love vagina doesn't make you a gynecologist that line is epic what <laughs> man dasha oppressy is a savage and i really really love that line now let's talk about the things that i don't like at all i mean terence's acting was horrible oh my god terence was just god it was it was hard to watch terence act almost everything was wrong drunk terence was just the worst oh my god why was terence chosen to lead this role apart from his sexiness why terence was just a flop i just didn't want to watch that film anymore because of terence if the picture hadn't been so beautiful i probably wouldn't have watched the film to the end but matching his horrible acting had to be cassie oh my god cassie was so flat <sighs> like why cassie was just there to be a beautiful ornament on the film and that was what it felt like like she's beautiful she's hot she's sexy and she just felt oh that should be me like she spoke so slowly i understand that's probably how she speaks she walked so i'm sexy i'm hot i know we put in the right foot first the left foot next and you know it was just so boring i mean it was crazy i didn't like the acting at all Paula Patton had to be the biggest disappointment for me in the film. Paula Patton! She was so annoyingly disappointing in the film. She kept insisting on calling her brother, oh, hey, little brother. You know, she was trying to throw out platitudes that were not working. It just didn't feel right. It, it felt... Ugh. 
<sighs> the screenplay was was horrible. It was I I just don't understand how you have these beautiful people and then the acting is just completely nasty. In fact, let's talk about everybody's acting. Beyond Dasha, Donald, um, Lauren London that I liked, and then Dre and Brandy because they made they had cameo roles, so I don't even count them. I'm talking about the recurrent roles. Lauren London, Dasha Polanco, and Donald Faison. Almost every other person's acting tanked. Like it was the hardest thing watching this film. And it had beautiful black people that should have made me want to watch it. But it was just, no. <sighs> it was really, really horrible. I mean, what the hell was French Montana doing? I know he was acting as himself and he was, I kept watching. I was like, no, cringe. Okay, no. <sighs> French Montana should never act again. He doesn't need to. He's good with his music. He should stay away from acting because it was just, no french it was no anyway one of the things that stuck to my head was some um, charlie's objectification of women I told you that i was gonna bring dana i'm not trying to date dana why not because she's your friend and you guys know my rules oh, oh, you we gotta do this. fucking rules come on we gotta do the rules again all right don't touch my camera don't wear heels in my house and don't be a friend of my friend because i won't date you don't make no damn sense it makes perfect sense you guys know how i am with women as soon as i have sex with them it's like all of my interest magically disappears like seriously you see women and once you have sex you know, I understand objectification in the sense that you see a woman and you just want to have sex and it ends there. But then you actually go forward, you chase the woman, you have sex and the moment you're done, you're like, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Come on, Charlie, you need to be slapped on the upside of your head. And I know that that fits perfectly into his character as a player, but then it pushes a stereotype that women are only interesting before people have sex with them. And as soon as they've had sex with them, they become interesting and, and I, I don't think that's a narrative I like but then it was part of his character so I'm not fighting the character I'm just fighting that objectification of women because I don't like it <laughs> another thing I don't like is the complete nonsense about shoes she was fine but that's not the point listen man you know my rules yes I do know your rules and right. those rules are stupid They're very smart rules They're ridiculous strategic rules especially the shoe thing it doesn't make any sense if you take a girl's shoes off you're one step closer to taking her pants off slide move so you take off her shoes and you're already one step one more step to having sex please Negro I think it was really stupid um, because I don't think that is true women let's talk about this do you think that if a guy gets you to take off your shoes he's already one step to having sex i think that's an entitled mentality that is completely wrong and stupid and it's a stereotype of women that is it just doesn't work it just doesn't make sense it, like i said it's nonsense because there's nothing that that says this is a qualitative argument i don't know about other women but with me and i may be the exception to the rule but i don't think so i think i am the rule and I, I don't think women will have sex with you just because they've taken off their shoes negro please it doesn't make sense at all generally i think that the entire film was a waste of time and energy i know harsh the story is played out even though for the first time the player was tamed by a girl who just wanted to have sex and not a good virgin girl as most other films tend to portray women and though played out i think the story would have been better translated if the acting was well done i can count the number of actors that would have played the leads 
better and none of them rhymes with terence or cassie but then if the goal was to sell sexiness and hot bods, the cast couldn't have been better picked. But their acting was below average. It was flat. It was a drag. It was just annoying. The film probably made money because it had all that eye candy in the film. Even at that, it didn't make that much money. Because for a $5 million film and then you just get $10 million, which is about a double that, you, you really can't say you made money. You know, so... um. I actually think that beyond all the eye candy in the film, beyond the beauty of the picture, um, the storyline would have worked if the screenplay was better done, but it wasn't. So um, I think generally, the perfect match sucked. Again, I know it's harsh, but the truth has to be said. You see, I'm usually excited when we have an all-black cast in the film because I want to see films where we have more black people doing their thing, showing their own stories, and doing it well. And there are millions of films like that where black people are showing the world that we are fantastic. But then when you bring up something mediocre, it really wears me out. And I hate it when actors are chosen just because of their sexiness and their popularity and not the power of the acting that they can bring to the film. And I think that's what happened with the perfect match and i am so 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 angry that i even had to sit through the movie in my view the perfect match is a flop but that's my opinion what do you think about the perfect match are you like me do you think it flopped do you think it's good do you think you like it check me if you like it i've been coming in the comments and tell me girl you're crazy i love the film whatever it is tell me your favorite and least favorite parts of the film like i said drop your comments and also remember that you can select the movie that we'll review for next week <sighs> that's about it on the show today please listen to the end of the podcast to find out ways to contact us because we are across social media and we are there to present this podcast to whatever platform best suits your fancy don't forget to tune in every tuesday and thursdays at 1 p.m on our platform and do have yourself a really good day. It's hugs and kisses from Mamat. That's about it on the podcast today. Subscribe to our channels at shadesofus.co.uk and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us and on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrique. That is Shades of Us Afrique without an A. Want a song or movie reviewed? Send us an email at shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or send us an SMS on plus two three four nine zero five nine one two seven five five two. Thank you and bye.